Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Brooke Kikos helps those who feel alone and lost to discover their truth and stand in their personal power. Using her training as magnetic mindset coach, rapid transformational therapist, clinical hypnotherapist and relationship mentor. Hi Brooke, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome and I'm really excited about our theme today of how we can move forward by healing our mind. But first, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, You know, I wasn't always in this space. I would have never been able to talk to you about the subconscious mind five years ago. Um, I went on a little bit of a healing journey. I was um, raised by a narcissistically abusive father as well in a um, religious sect that was controlling and abusive. And then with that cycle, I got into um, a long-term abusive relationship and marriage for 17 years. So that kind of led me onto a journey of realizing that I had a lot of things to uncover and heal from. And so in 2017, I broke free from the religious sect as well as the marriage of 17 years. And that began my healing journey. Um, I didn't really begin again because I kind of started the process and was doing like, you know, traditional talk therapy and it was helping, but it wasn't actually moving me forward. I was still stuck in a lot of PTSD symptoms, um, lots of trauma still coming to the surface. That was really difficult for me to honestly do life. Um, I had a lot of anxiety and I was suffering a lot, but then in 2020, my ex-husband that who was what I was with for 17 years passed suddenly to addiction. And so when that happened, um, the shock and the surprise, and even though there was a lot of um, hurt there, it was still a grieving process for me. And also I saw my, my boys grieve. So that was so painful for me. It was another awakening to the realization of how much trauma that there was that needed to be healed. And so that's when I went on my discovery of finding um, everything about the brain and how the mind works and how do I really heal from these symptoms of this trauma that's been just sitting in my body and stored in my body and in energetically as well as in my mind for so long. And that is when I began on this journey for finding the answers. Thank you for sharing your story, Brooke. It's, um, it is a big thing when you suffer trauma, isn't it? And then people react differently and it can, you know, as you said, you've got PTSD. Some people do, some people don't. And it does affect you physically and it does affect you mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But people often think, oh, well, let's let's address the uh, physical first, don't they? Let's go to the physical. They always see the physical as the thing to heal. But you're talking about healing the mind. So I'm glad we're talking about this today because I think it's really key because there's been a lot of trauma over the last few years for people, whether it's trauma like yours or trauma with the COVID and trauma, you know, being disconnected with people. There's a lot, isn't there, for the the brain as opposed to take on. Oh, completely. And I think when you, when you just tapped into as well as anxiety, right, of the last two years that have really brought to the surface for a lot of people, and a lot of people are suffering, suffering from those things, right, of the anxiety and the stress and every all of the changes that have happened in just a short amount of time. 
So let's get into our theme and talk a bit about the mind. Like you mentioned the subconscious uh, just before. Do you want to tell the listeners if they don't know much about how the brain works, just, you know, what your take on what the subconscious is and how it actually controls what we do? Right. So I always explain to people that the subconscious mind is 95% more powerful than the conscious mind. And so when we can actually realize this piece, um, it's so simple, but yet there is so much power in the fact that if we can realize that our autopilot mind, which is our subconscious mind, is more powerful than our conscious mind, then we cannot honestly see that we have to understand what's going on in the subconscious mind, right? Because it has every imprint, every emotion, every story, everything since birth is stored in that subconscious mind. So if we are going to actually heal or move forward in life or see what's going on in our negative thoughts or patterns or behaviors and really dig deeper and we actually want to move forward in life, we have to understand what's going on in that subconscious mind because it is extremely, extremely powerful. So I really like to help people understand that because they have to understand that we are going to continue in the same thought patterns, the same behaviors until we actually dig deeper and see what's happening in those, those patterns for us and how they keep coming to the surface so we can actually heal because those things are coming to the surface so we can see them, recognize them, and actually move forward with um, how we're going to bring awareness to them. And the brain is amazing, isn't it? Because uh, and often I'll talk to my clients as well about the brain and that if you took in every bit of information and it was all conscious, you'd be overwhelmed and underneath your table in the fetal position, wouldn't you? Because the brain just cannot cope with all that information, which is why we have the subconscious making these, what they call mental heuristics, the mental shortcuts. And that's where all these decisions come from, things that we don't even realise that that's where they're coming from. The subconscious mind is so powerful. So when you're actually talking to people, just even being aware that the brain does this, it actually helps them start thinking differently, doesn't it? Yes, completely. And I think it really is their aha moment, right? To see, okay, this is not something um, that is, we have to like dive deep into and be, you know, neuroscientists to understand. We can actually really break it down in a very simple way for people if they can just grasp the idea and understand it and say, oh, okay, this makes sense. And that is why it is so powerful in helping people move forward, right? I think if everybody did something like this, rather than traditional talk therapy, you know, we'd be in a lot different place in, in society. I think that's one thing I've really learned going into the, the neuro side of things, because yeah, I'm a little bit geeky. I do like the science and evidence-based stuff, but just knowing about this and that we have this power to, to help us move forward or heal, as we're going to be talking about, it's just really powerful to just even be aware of it to then bring it to consciousness because then once you bring it to consciousness you can do something about it yes that's exactly what needs to be done and then it also once you bring it to consciousness right to your awareness you have to reprogram the mind right otherwise it's going to continue to try to slip you back right into the old program so you're going to have to reprogram the mind and that's where you know techniques as such as nlp which i'm sure you're um, very uh, familiar with neurolinguistic programming and hypnotherapy can really help you move forward because if you reprogram that mind, you're going to continue to make the right imprints and the positive things of and get rid of the negative things that no longer are serving you. Yeah, exactly. And when you find you're talking to people, like even with yourself, you've been through a certain type of trauma and you are finding these patterns are coming up and you can't move out of those patterns. What do you actually do or see from people? Like, are they just, you know, getting themselves in habits or are they grieving for a long time? What are the sort of things that come up for them? 
So I do find a lot of clients um, that are really struggling with grieving for long periods of time um, because it's almost like they, and they don't even consciously know that they're doing this, right? But they get addicted to the emotion, mm. right? Because they don't, you know, granted grieving is grieving, right? When we lose a loved one, yes, that is the normal thing to do. But with it, when it is so prolonged and there is actual sadness and depression that come from it, for long periods of time, it's like the mind gets addicted to that emotion because it's it's like, oh, we've been doing this for so long. I'm gonna, we're gonna continue doing this, right? And I always tell people the subconscious mind cannot decipher between bad or good. <laughs> so um, it's not going to choose the right proper thing for you that is healthy for you, right? It's gonna just choose what you've been doing to survive. So it's going to allow those same things to keep happening if that's what's familiar, because the mind loves what's familiar, not what's unfamiliar. So if you start doing something that's really uncomfortable for you, your mind's going to be like, whoa, 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 this is, we've never done this before. Why are we doing this? And so it's going to immediately kind of stop you in your tracks, right? So for a lot of people, I see that happen a lot. And it also stops them in business, right? Or procrastination. Um, really getting them stuck because they're like, oh, I can't do this. I'm already going to be a failure because they have this limited belief in their subconscious mind and they can't move forward. All these beliefs too, like they, they're not really aware that they're going on. It's like those things where we learn how we react to money. And like, as you said, in business, quite often we have money blocks because of what happened to us when we were kids. And it's really interesting. So that it's not just about the big things. It can be little things, as you're saying, like with your healing, unless you start to bring those beliefs up and see what's actually going on for you, it can get you stuck in those patterns of grief or anger or whatever emotion you are really attached to. Is that what you found like when you started your healing journey? Yes, I did find that actually. Um, I was addicted to chaos. That's what my mind was addicted to because I didn't know anything different. I was, my mind only knew chaos. Um, and so being in, you know, in an abusive environment, that's what you're used to. You're used to those cycles of abuse and you're never, nothing's ever, <laughs> nothing's ever healthy or normal in your world. So that chaos is so if I didn't have chaos in my life, guess what? I was creating it. So it, it's, it's crazy how your mind can get addicted to that. And then you start seeing it. And then when I kind of really awakened to the fact that's what I was doing, I was starting to look at myself and say, oh, I'm actually so craving the chaos. I'm creating it. I'm finding something to create the chaos. So I feel like what's familiar, right? Because your mind, again, is going to take you to what's familiar. And for me, it was the chaos. Do you think that's like, um, well, I've, you know, I deal with a lot of domestic violence women and mm -hmm. they get stuck in that pattern too. And like when other people who have not been through this, they don't understand, do they, that what the actual mind is going on. And until you can bring to awareness for that person why they're stuck in that, that cycle, because, you know, sometimes they get out of that abusive relationship to go into another abusive relationship. And they don't realise that that's the power of the mind, isn't it? Yeah, that, that was, so that was me, right? I was in an abusive relationship for 17 years. Um, when I got out of that, I didn't understand why it was so painful that I was out of that. One, I was addicted to the chaos. One, I, was, I had a trauma bond. And so I was addicted to the, the chaos and the cycle of the abuse, right? So your mind can actually get addicted to that. So it's the same thing as any other addiction, right? Mm. Um, alcohol or drugs, it's, it's a type of addiction. And so when I had to actually break free from that, it literally felt like I was dying because I, I didn't have this addiction anymore. Right. 
Um, and so for people, I, I, I totally agree with you because as someone that is a survivor of domestic abuse, it was something that I was addicted to as well. And I didn't realize it. And I actually got fell right back into that pattern because it was what was familiar to me. And it was like with a man that was like 10 times worse. <laughs> so, but it was like, I was like, Oh, this is exactly, this is what I'm comfortable with. Right. And then when I realized something's not right, that's when I realized there was some serious things that I need to look at as self-reflection um, and understand how am I getting stuck in, in this type of cycle. Yeah, I think that's important for anyone that's sort of stuck in these cycles is to take that moment to reflect and think, well, why am I stuck in here? And to go deep. And yes, it may be uncomfortable, but you're not going to get released from this cycle until you actually start doing that reflection and working on yourself. So when you started your healing journey, what are some of the things that you found out about? Were you getting help from a coach or something or what sort of um, strategies were you putting in place? So like I said, I did traditional talk therapy, which like I said, it was not helpful. Mm. Um, it was helpful to a point, right? But it felt like we were just kind of talking things over and over again. So again, I was just reprinting all of those scenarios and all that pain and all that stuff, all that trauma back onto the subconscious mind, right? I wasn't really moving forward. So that's why I was feeling stuck um, when I was going through the grieving process. And when I was really awakened to the fact that I needed to live differently, that's when I began searching for someone that could actually really help me on a deeper level. I just knew that I needed to find something else, find something else. And so that's when I found rapid transformational therapy. Um, I was really guided to understand it on a deeper level and granted hypnosis and all of the subconscious patterns, all of that stuff that sounded so foreign to me. And also hypnosis scared me because I was always told as a child in the religious sect that I was in that it was woo woo and it was from the devil and you can't do that. It's bad. So I immediately had a subconscious belief myself. It was like, Oh God, I'm a little afraid to do this. Mm -hmm. um, but once I did take that leap of faith, um, that's when I started to really do that deeper work and understand so much more um, about, you know, what was really happening for me and how to move forward and, and heal. And it's taken years. Like it wasn't like just an overnight thing, right? Cause there's, I had 35 years of trauma. <laughs> so I had, a, it wasn't like I was just going to unravel it in, in a few weeks, right? It was, it's, it's been a journey. And I always tell people it's a journey, not a destination, because that is really your healing journey. We're always learning how we can be the best versions of ourselves, right? Yeah, because when we get into learning about the brain, we know that those neural pathways that, you know, start firing off and are really strong, they're really hard to, to weaken and get rid of if it's a bad neural pathway. Like I suppose it's like the onion, isn't it? We're always going to be peeling back those layers. We're always going to be working on our brain because we just don't know when things are going to pop up. Like I know the money blocks for me, I didn't really become aware of those. For a long time when I started my business, I thought, why, is, why am I just not getting any traction? And I had to learn that. And then you sort of, then something else will pop up and you go, oh, that's because, you know, of whatever trauma I had as a child or this is, you know, because I'm adopted. So you start learning, but you just don't learn all at once, do you? It is a, it's over a period of time and it just whenever that may pop up. Exactly. I love that you talk about your money story. I actually love working with clients and their money stories because I had a money story too. Mm. So, you know, it's funny how we have like all these separate stories and things that it's like a peeling back an onion, right? We got to go through all these layers to really get to the, get to the, root cause of all of the things, right, that we've, we've taken along for this ride that we call life, right. But it was money story pops up a lot for people. And for me, it was because I was taught that money was the root of all evil. 
<laughs> so money was bad. You know, you're not supposed to have, you know, not supposed to have a lot of money. You're just, you know, you just have enough to get by. Like it's not, you know, so that type of thing. That's what kind of was really ingrained in my mind being in the religious stuff that I was in. And so that was something that I was like, no, it is that that's crazy. Right. You know, the universe is infinite possibilities, right? Why would I be someone that had to be limited? Right. And so I felt so limited in so many ways. I had to re learn and reprogram that whole entire um, scenario for myself. And it is limitations, isn't it? These things that stop us from living the life that we want or moving past the trauma or healing ourselves. It's all very limiting when we don't address them because you, your brain just can't get you to do the things you need to do unless you start bringing it to awareness and start working on the patterns and start being aware that there are things that happen to you that are going to stop you from doing the things that you want to do. So with your healing, um, I just sort of want you to talk a little bit. What are, what are the benefits of healing, of doing that? What sort of things change or have you changed in your life? Oh, gosh. Um, I have changed so many things. I can't even tell you. I was someone that was a chronic people pleaser. I was afraid of being judged. Um, I wouldn't show up as my authentic self. Um, I was afraid. I was afraid I wasn't going to be accepted, right? Um, and granted, I think everybody has a little bit of that sometimes, right? We get it, we, we kind of get in our own way sometimes. But for me, it's like I've been able to show up as authentically myself. I have learned how to set boundaries with people that I never would have done in the past, right? I've been able to understand that it's okay that some people are not going to accept me. Um, and that was a big lesson for me in this life because when I left the religious sect, I lost all of my friends that I'd all had all my life. Mm. Um, I lost the support of my family um, because once you leave, you are basically, you're out. <laughs> you're out for the count. So for me, that was probably one of my biggest um, things I had and hurdles I had to to go over was the fact that, you know, it's okay if they don't accept me. I still accept me. I still love me. And that's okay, right? This is my journey. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Um, and so I'm able to show up as myself. And I also was able to become so healthy um, that I was attracting, a, I attracted a healthy partner, right? And so I finally got into a real relationship that was actually based off of love. And when he showed me what love was, I was like, what is this? I need chaos. I need, <laughs> I need chaos. I need something else. This is boring, right? Because we're just not used to it, right? And when I found out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what love is. This is absolutely incredibly amazing. I had never known it all my life. And so I got that gift, right? I did this healing and I got some of the greatest gifts that I've ever could have gotten. I love how you put it. It's a gift because it's a beautiful way of thinking about it because it does take a little bit of courage to go there to address things. Like you had, must have had a lot of courage to, to leave because it's not like someone like myself who's just trying to move past this government job and have a, my own business and, and get past these certain traumas, but you've been through a lot. So to see it as a gift, it's a wonderful way to get your mind to sort of, you know, think about your life, isn't it? It is, honestly, you know, I think there was, I lived in victim mode for so long, mm. um, you know, and a lot of us tend to, right? Oh, poor me. Why did this happen to me? Oh man, my life sucks, right? Um, but instead I saw it as, oh, what a gift, you know, what a gift. I actually finally get to choose what I want, what I want to believe, who I'm going to be. And I don't have anybody to tell me anything different. So um, that was probably one of the greatest gifts I ever could have gotten. 
Well, Brooke, I'd love talking to you about this and thank you so much for sharing your story. If anyone wants to contact you or find out more about you, where's the best place for them to go? So they can go to my website. Um, it's lifecoachinggoddess.com and they can contact me there. I also give um, anybody and everybody a free intuitive coaching session. So just to see, um, you know, if we make a good fit and I would love to talk to anyone. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me. Igniters, Brooke's outlook on her life as a gift is something to cherish. If you want to know more about Brooke, go to lifecoachinggoddess.com. For more about balance and the power of the mind, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.